brand new episode of Threes from the Ring podcast, and this is episode 68. Of course, it's your boy Chris J on here. Uh, of course, I got my boy Trail Sav on here. Go ahead and do yourself, G. Yep. Alright, so just like we start every episode, we stay the player that wore the number 68 that is of any significance. And 68 is nobody of significance. Nobody ever wore 68 of significance. But shout out to Milt Shoon of the Detroit Falcons who played in 1947. Uh, There was no (laughs) Negroes in the league, I'm pretty sure. So who cares? (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, But yeah, nobody cares. So be that way sometimes. But. Uh, we took a week off last week, um, mainly because uh, was it was just a lot going on, and also uh, basketball wise, I just didn't want to force topics as well either. So, but we got a lot to talk about this up this week this week's episode. So appreciate you guys for coming back and tuning in, of course. So, but let's get right into it. So the biggest news league wise right now this week is the fact that James Harden and Giannis have been a little vocal towards each other, being chatty patties of the sort. And it's been pretty damn interesting to just see the takes that people are saying, uh, especially when you have James Harden, who last year felt he was uh, snubbed out of MVP, which you can debate. He has a case, but at the same time, Giannis last year was legit the MVP, but, and then he just has to let it go, then Giannis, uh, during the All-Star, uh, selection thing, he t- said that he didn't want Harden on his team because he didn't want to dribble, he wants a passer, and I'm pretty sure if he had Harden on his team, probably would have won, but that's a different situation, then James Harden decided to clap back and said, Something along the lines that if he was, uh, that for one, that he has more assistant than Kimball Walker, which is definitely no cap there. Uh, and also uh, stated that if he was seven feet tall and all he did was run and dunk, he would be, uh, which takes takes no skill and stuff like that. So, got a lot of people up in arms uh, and a lot of just drama in the sort. So, uh before I go into detail on my thoughts on it, your thoughts, G? Um, <laughs> Taylor Slave just got fired by a public enemy, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> after 37 years, my nigga, folks, folks get a, um, what's that stuff called? Uh-oh. A pension? But, uh, for me, I'm like, I didn't care. For one, like I think it was good, like good for the NBA. Um, is a weird statement because like you want two niggas feuding each other is good for the NBA. Them two niggas not gonna see each other in the finals ever. Yeah, so like if they was like in the same conference, maybe yeah, that feud would be good for the NBA. If you could create a like a, a team rivalry or something like that, then you could see each other in the playoffs and such and such. But since these two dudes not they're not gonna see each other ever. Like, you know, they probably play what, three games out the season, two? Two. And 
they play at the end of March. So and then, yeah, like, yeah, them people only gonna be getting what? Y'all I hate to cut you what, off, like, G, but the defense minutes? that the Lakers is playing on Zion right now, they're hounding that man. Uh, but, yeah, cause that boy balling. Zion yeah. get up for them goddamn national televised games. But um, keep going. I'm sorry. But the 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 part I have the most problem with is Greek freak saying the jab right. Greek freak the one who you know this jab and my nigga bagging back in the comments like, oh man, I'm just a family man. You will, nigga, you won't jab them. <laughs> Why you go back to the family man? Like you, you literally. Was like, you literally was like, um, uh, I, you, I, I, I'd rather speak him a rock because he passed better. All right, he returned and said, You, you a seven foot nigga who run with no skill, and you, uh, I'm just a family man. Like, nigga, you seven feet. Nigga, who got the skill? Like, you know, there was truth to what Harden said, but it wasn't a lot of truth. Oh, it was, a hot, it was a hot take. That it's just a hot take to say like Giannis has skills. Like <laughs> it's just like you know, it's weird. Yeah, Giannis, Giannis, like his skills is relying a lot on his athleticism, right? Yeah. Because when it comes to like you know offensive skills, he ain't like no better than Blake Griffin. No, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. No. So in terms of and so. Okay. <laughs> Final three seconds of the game. You got somebody like Joel Embiid and, and, and Ben Simmons in a paint type situation. So ain't no driving. You got you got you you gotta tell who's gonna run a play between Greek Freak and Blake. Who you picking? Okay. In that type of situation because I would say, oh yeah, Blake's jump shot at this point of his career, even though we haven't seen... Damn, it feels forever since we've seen Blake play basketball, by the way. It's kind of sad. He broke down but, uh, mentally and physically. <laughs> Detroit ruined that man, G. Detroit destroyed that man. But, uh... <laughs> but, uh... But, yeah, uh... But, yeah, I, in terms of a jump shot type situation, yeah, I will probably trust a little bit more on Blake. But... At the same time, Zion is, I mean, not Zion, Giannis is so damn huge and dominant. It's like, I can't necessarily doubt him either. You can't. When a nigga got clapped up, I got darn Kawhi Leonard and the rest of the freaking Raptors. Yeah. Not the shit out of them. Uh, before we get too far, uh, Tyler did just join the show. Uh, what's good, G? Hey, what's up, everybody? Sorry I'm late. Oh, you good, G. Uh, it's probably dog, but yeah, he's like, I, like I'm not gonna say Giannis ain't a top three player in the league. Angle, I'm just saying he rely a shit ton on his athleticism, which he should. What's the rush at the beginning of the kid's career? Rely a shit ton on his athleticism. Same thing with Brian. The same thing with what Zion doing right now. Zion probably. I don't want to go there. Zion angle has more skill than people give him credit play for. Better in the post than Greek Freak, but hey. Like that nigga built off a of jambalaya and, and ho ho. So like for me personally, I like I just is like if you gon my whole thing is if you go slander this nigga. Slander the nigga. Like don't back down when the nigga come back with some with some heat. Like that's that's some bitch shit. Like you seven feet. 
<laughs> you can't be like, oh, what you mean I ain't got no skills, my nigga? You can tell them like, hey, I want to see you make it off the Western Conference Finals or something like that, or don't make me call Golden State. Something, my nigga. Give me right. something. You can't just like, back out of the situation that you initiated. You initiated it. You did. Ain't nobody initiate that but him. Ain't nobody asked about, the, like, you know, he could have said, no, that's, you know, James Harden, my boy, and whoop, whoop, the whoop. And you could have just ended it there, but no, you the one who said that shit. So, I just, I just found it funny. I really did. I yeah, really did. I agree. Uh, Tyler, your thoughts on the uh, Giannis uh, Harden vocal beef? Um, Kind of like how Trail said, like, you, you, he was the one that initiated it. So it's like, it's not like, you know, you didn't have a response coming back for you. You can't just sit there and act like it was an unwarranted response. You, you know, you made a comment about him. And, you know, in today's game, guys are going to, you know, challenge you back. I felt like he could have either, you know, like what Trail said, he could have either, you know, just gave him his props or left it at that. Or you could have just kept going. You could have fired back at him like most guys. But I don't necessarily think it makes him soft, per se, game-wise. But, like, you know, outside of the game of basketball, that does make you look like, you know, it, it almost makes you look like a punk in a way. Like, you're punking out of the situation. You're reneging on what you said, basically. Agreed. But we can also say, like, Giannis just part, rather just let the his game due to talking because he did proceed to have some crazy stats the past couple of games too. He's one of those guys. Nick, okay, Giannis let the game due to talking. Nigga, you started it. I agree. I didn't say he, like, gee, he did start it. He did. He Well, I wouldn't say he didn't start it because it's hard and been going at Giannis for the past since he lost the MVP. But, um, true. But regardless, you, it's like it's 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 like okay it's like Pusha T and Drake. It's like Pusha T been like kind of poking the lion, poking the lion, poking the lion. Then Drake finally responds. It's like oh, I got you where I finally want you. And then with Pusha T being harder in this situation, uh, and then Giannis finally responds. Here's your dumpy freestyle, nigga. We get through out the bam. And then it's like oh, okay, well. I'm about to go below the belt and with James Harden said, hey, you seven feet tall, no skills. And Giannis is like, okay, I'm letting my game do the talking. Drake dropped Scorpion. <laughs> so and Giannis sat there, dropped 40, 40 ball on mid-ass teams, which regardless, he should do regardless. But it's kind of like one of that type of situations. It's kind of how I look at it. So it's funny right. when you look at it. But. Uh, I think they play each other in the end of the month, I believe. Let me double check that. Um, so we'll see, because I'm pretty sure Harden is going to pretty much send Eric Bledsoe to God um, and Chris Middleton to God. <laughs> so that's something to pay attention to, Bucks versus Rockets. Yeah, they play March 25th. That better be a primetime game. Yep, ESPN. So... So something to be uh, looking forward to towards the end of the season, and I'm pretty sure the sound bites and all will come back towards as time goes on. Uh, but yeah, but while we are on the topic of the Rockets, I didn't put it on the thing, but uh, I kind of want to talk about the Rockets 
it's been about a full two weeks, and we've seen a lot of success from the small ball lineup. Yes, it's still the regular season, and for me, I'm one of those guys that where with the Rockets at this point, your playoff performance is going to scream more on whether this works or not. But overall, I'm more impressed the more I watch the Rockets games. They played some games against bigs, uh, like pretty good bigs like the Lakers in one. They beat the Jazz twice. No, they, they should have beat the Jazz twice. Let's put it that way. Uh, and they had a game. They had a really good game against the, uh, the Celtics in one. So they've been on a decent stretch of wins lately. Uh, so you guys thoughts on the Rockets. Uh, Westbrook is playing like he's a better player on that team. Agreed. Uh, which is amazing to see. Uh, that's really like the big thing for me. PJ Tucker is playing his ass off because he has to. <laughs> he has and, no um, choice. <laughs> and, and not like him scoring, just like fucking grabbing a rebound. Like, you know, shit like that. Uh, I think teams do have to get adjusted to it because even though they can't say, for instance, they they don't have the length as other teams have, but Westbrook is a fucking absurd rebounder. Yeah. And and they do hound the paint. Like, you know, it's not just PJ Tucker in the bad so that nigga, um who is he? Uh Robert Coverton. Robert Coverton is doing his damn thing uh on that team. It's yeah, like I he think got a new lease at joint, I think he's averaging a little over a block and a half a game since he joined the Rockets. Crazy. Each game I watch, uh-huh. he's each time I watch the Rockets, he is getting blocks in the paint. So, you know, so for him, you know, doing his thing and, and what he's supposed to, that's what's up. Um, but other than that, you know, it's just it's just, it's just the Rockets basketball. Dan Tony said, "Hey, let me try to do it with some little niggas." He did it with he, he trying to do it with some little niggas. Do I think they make it out the second round? <laughs> Will it be a hard first round depending on who they go against? Yes. Um that's really it for me. Uh Tyler, go ahead. Um I kinda I'm you know, I'm liking the success that they're having with it. I just still know that over time it's just not a sustainable way going into the playoffs. That's just not going to ride with certain teams in a seven-game series. But like Trail said, I think Westbrook is definitely showing that he's the better player as of you know this moment. It could easily be Harden again next week if he wanted to. And Harden's they're, been playing like, some good basketball. They're sharing the ball, but I think I feel like equally they're doing enough to make this the system that they're playing in work for right now. Like they're doing just enough and they're getting a little bit from everybody. Yeah, agree. Like from when I watch them, it's it's freakish how everything works. Cause like you mentioned they swarm the paint. Even like when they go against good bigs, they're gonna swarm the paint. And I feel like a lot of teams are just what is the excuse I would hate to see uh, I think KCP just got hurt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hold on. It was a weird situation. I don't see him freaking return to the other side of the court. I do not still see him. 
one, two. No, he's good. He's good. Never mind. Uh, but but yeah, like when I watch him, especially more on defense, I think the, it, the game is just a more simple defensively. Believe it or not, Harden is a better paint defender than he gets credit for. He doesn't really get hold in the paint. Uh, PJ Tucker, even though he's six foot five and might actually be six foot four, and just keep it all the way buck. He's still 250 pounds. Robert Covington's like 6'7", like a big 6'7", 6'8". So he ain't going to get hold easily. So, like, they have people who are more than capable. And Jeff Green, even though he's on a 10-day contract, and they should just sign him for the remainder of the year. Uh, ever since LeBron gave life, gave new life to his career, he's been a really solid player. And in terms of one in a small ball five, he can fit that very well as well. So... Mm. They have, like, three, maybe four players who are capable. And, like, Daytra mentioned, Westbrook is a dog when it comes to the board. So, it's like, as long as they box out, like, shoot, Westbrook grab a rebound better than some bigs in the league. So, give him the space and opportunity to take advantage of it. But it's going to fall a lot on just how, like, to me, once again, once playoffs start, we're going to see and also – how it looks when the three three ball isn't falling, because Robert Covington's shooting his ass off right now, above all, like he is shooting his ass off. So it's just making uh, his life, uh, making the Rockets' life easier when they, when he's on the court. Because if he's just making threes, everybody plus along everybody else, shoot, that makes uh, mm. Russ and Harden's job easy because they get to go to the paint at will and. I got to give Russ this respect because he's playing the most efficient basketball of his career. Like seeing him just out like of his career, even, or I would say since the KD days uh, where he's just playing smart, efficient basketball. And it's good to see. It's really good to see. And I would say if the Rockets players have, they have, they can, they can definitely take, I could I could see them giving the Lakers problems, and I could honestly see them probably beating the uh, freaking Clippers. Because one thing I feel like the Clippers have on gets a lot of teams in the league is they can outscore people if, if they if Muggs not respecting them defensively, they can still outscore you. And the Rockets have enough scoring talent between Russ and Harden, but also just with the fact that anybody could go crazy at the three point line at will where they can keep up scoring wise with them. So it's really going it's it's re- the Rockets seems really interesting and I feel like their story is going to come along more on by the playoffs and also who they go against possibly in the second round. Because if they get the Lakers, I think the Lakers win in a tough 6. Uh if they get the Clippers, I it, I could see that going 7. Because they were already beating the Clippers before they changed their lineup, but like so, not even more. It's like okay, it's gonna be more interesting. So, yo, do Capella <laughs> even play when he on the on the hook? I think he's hurt. Mm, that's yeah, let me check real you. quick. Um, <laughs> I think he's actually hurt. Let me double check. Do, 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 do. Oh, he actually. No wait. Yeah, he hasn't played since January the fuck. Yeah, I don't think he's played. Man, he's probably hurt right now. So. I hope he don't become one of them stealing checks players. 
hey man, like the Hawks got time before they have to give Trey Young money, so he could still check there and probably won't phase them as much. So it'd be that way sometimes. But let's go ahead and move on. Uh, let's talk. Let's go over before we go over East. Uh, let's talk about Steph's return being delayed. Steph was actually supposed to come back tonight in the game against the Wizards, which I think is still on. Uh, Bradley Beal probably dropping a freaking rid- another ridiculous amount of points. For 25 to 18 minutes. That's a lot. And the Wizards is up by 20. So shout out to uh, my boy. Shout out to them pooping. But uh, yeah, Steph was supposed to come back tonight. Uh, but it's been delayed. He may come back um, before. They said some point in March. But they saying possibly before the week is out. That he could play a game. So it's one of those wait and see approaches. But uh, if Steph does come back this month. Which I feel like they should just play him. If that's the case, you just look for ticket sales and shit. But um, what benefit does it really does it really benefit the Warriors game wise outside of just we need ratings and we tired of getting flexed out to primetime games? Nope, nope, nothing. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, also, speaking of if Warriors, anything is uh, to keep stuff from getting rusty going into you know the off season and everything in the Olympics because he's it's like he's getting ready for yeah Olympics. oh yeah the Olympics too. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. all I think it is. Just getting ready for Olympic play. Pretty much. Which I ain't mad at. Um, but yeah, so be on the lookout. Steph is on the watch. And also, once again, before we go back over east, uh, the Lakers did cut Troy Daniels uh, today, uh, right before the game, which is kind of sucks. Imagine literally flying with the team to New Orleans, and they say, yeah, so uh, you're not coming back to L.A. Well, that's my nigga. That has to kind of suck. But uh, Troy Daniels got cut today, uh, opened up a roster spot. The rumor is that the Lakers are going to look hard at Deion Waiters. So, uh, thoughts? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Shit, I I really don't know. I know Deion Waiters got shipped to whoever he got shipped to because Brown didn't want to play with him in Cleveland. (laughs) <laughs> and him and Kyrie didn't match well. But, you know, the gummies hit different in L.A., so he'd probably be right. He'd probably be all right. <laughs> the gummies hit different. Uh, I think it could I think it could be different this time around, especially considering, you know, where the Lakers are pot- potentially headed this offseason. Every- I mean, going into this postseason, I should say. I think if Deion Waiters is smart, you know, he wises up and, you know, adjust his game to play around a group of guys that's going for a championship so he can actually, you know, make it somewhere this time instead of getting booted off because then might want to play with you. Also, I heard that this because Lance Stevenson is supposed to be a free agent again, and they said they might take a look at him, too. I wouldn't do that. They're trying to get that meme team in full fucking effect. (laughs) (laughs) That that meme bitch. The mean bench, if you mean, shoot. But I wouldn't be mad if they do get Deion Waiters. I still kind of feel like I would rather just get Jamal Crawford. That's just me. But the man literally hasn't played no basketball this year. So it's like I'm not going to pick no nigga up off the street and just hope for the best at this point. Uh, right. So it's more like mm-hmm. I'd rather 
just get Deion Waiters. He has played a little bit with the Heat before they flipped him. So it's more like a, okay, go ahead and wait and see. Uh, and it, like I said, if it don't work out, just don't play his ass. That's how I look at it. Like, I would treat Deion Waiters like a hot or cold type guy. Like, if he's hot, oh, yeah, let's let him uh, play over Rondo or some, somebody like that. If he's cold, all right, uh, Rondo, we just go ahead and run point, nigga, or let Crusoe run more point. So it was like, I would feel like it's low risk, high reward type thing. He's played with LeBron before. He he has experience playing with OKC in deep playoff runs that a couple for a couple seasons I think and uh and then like at least playing with the Heat there was it, he showed signs of maturity that's playing that way until this up this past season and then I think just being in Miami too long so we'll just see where it goes it looked like the Lakers is about to win this game against the uh, Pelicans and they swept them for this. That means they swept them for the season series. That's tough. Uh, but he played mid all those games. You said what? AD played mid all those games. All those no. Pelican games. AD no, he played didn't. Real fucking mid. Bro, yes, first, he bro the first AD two mid. games. I'm no, not. Gee, the first AD two games, he 40 mid. balled them. <laughs> Nigga, from the free throw line. Still was. Gee, how you going to say that's mid? <laughs> that's mid. <laughs> Dog, AD mid. I just said AD Bro. mid is a different mid. I guess. It's though. mid. I was... If you shoot thirty three percent, you got forty because of, you shot twenty five free throws. It's mid. And look for my center. I'm cool. I'm getting to the free throw line. I hope my big is getting to the free throw line. Like the, the last game he played, he had like what twenty six or fourteen. Still, yeah. damn, they got a, barely above twenty. Yeah, I look more... at a percentage type thing, bro. Like, cause uh, at the end of the day, if you lose that game, you got twenty six or fourteen, but you shot twenty eight percent. Like, you know, that's yo. It's you the reason we lost. So yeah, they never I lost did. those yeah, games. Look. That's the thing. Yeah, look, he. I I expect AD home team born to shadow when he get the fucking put his nuts on the head. But he didn't. <laughs> I don't get where you where this take is coming from because he went you dropped forty six and thirteen against them on January fourth, mm-hmm. which is really freaking good. I'm trying to find the exact days, I don't feel like. Well, hold on, I could actually pull it up on the NBA. Let's see here. He had that one forty ball the first game they played against each other. He had two. He didn't have two. It was two, G. I feel like it was two. Let's if you see. said the January game, he, was eight, he didn't have two. No, he didn't have two. Let's see. They played the Pelicans in January. They played on. Let's see. All right. 41-9, 15 for 30. 10 for 12 from the free throw line. He, he was shot 50% the first game with a 40 ball. And that was in November. January. <laughs> Gee, I don't know where that take came from, bro. <laughs> like, 46. 15 for 21. So he shot 71%. Plus was 13 for 13 for the free throw line. So those the... Well, geez, that's what I'm trying to get. 
the, now the third game, he was kind of mid. Zion sent that man to God. So, yes. He was, for AD standards, he was mid. Those first two games, he stayed at dominance. Okay. Yeah, that's I'm like. I think you just com- combined the third game and just, like, gee, that's I'm like, gee, he 40 walked on twice efficiently, which is scary, by the way. But, yeah, uh, what else were we talking Oh, let's go ahead and move on to uh, the East. Uh, Philly might be doomed. <laughs> sad to say, and that's hurting my soul. That's yeah, real yeah. sad. Yeah, uh, so Benson is back. Is indefinitely uh, having them out. They saying they're gonna relook at them in two weeks, but it's still a lower back injury. You have to take it very serious because you still got to figure out who is your franchise at this point. <laughs> uh, so it's so scary. It is. So it's like what happened that, at the worst possible time. Yeah, for them. the worst. Um, and then Embiid. Even though it's not a major shoulder injury, he he's out. For, they said like a week or two weeks. This is still a very bad time because you're playing for seating at this point. Right now, Philly is the is the fifth seed in the East. Uh, they the Pacers are a game and a half to take over the fifth seed. Okay, it, it, for one, I'm gonna say there's no way in hell that they'll fall past six, but if you're Philly, do you kind of want to see the Boston Celtics in the first round or Toronto no. in the first round? I don't want to have to sweat that much in the first round. Well, the East, you're going to sweat either way in the East. If you're not yeah, one you're or two, you're sweating. If but you're not one or two, you're sweating round, If they don't come first in round. healthy, those are two teams that could possibly beat them. So, is a really toxic situation going on in Philly. Even though, like, they... They beat somebody ran, like random as hell. Like even though they did give the Clippers a game, they beat the Knicks yesterday. That's unimpressive. They lost to the Cavaliers. Damn these niggas is ass. But they did give the Clippers a game, and they damn near won the game. I'm pretty sure they would have won that game if they had one of the two. But uh, and then now is was rumored that the that the uh, Sixers will trade out or are looking to trade out Horford this offseason. Uh, so, if you already got shipping out rumors happening, so it was like you kind of saying, like, all right, G, we, we're over it, over this season, damn near, which is scary. Yeah, they're probably at the point where they don't even think they're, they're making it past the conference finals. Probably not even past the first round. Which is, I'm just disappointed. I mean, it's not necessarily all their fault because you can't control injuries. Getting Al Horford was the dumbest fucking decision ever. Folks, they GM got to go. Elton Brand. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't put that away. Elton Brand. You got Al Horford and Tobias Harris on max contracts. Tobias Harris? I mean, well, Al Horford's not on a max. Somebody. He just getting $100 million. For his, for his ass, that's a max. Ain't nobody else going to give him that much. Nobody they right man was giving Al Horford that money, bro. Nobody. That's why he chose Philly. They gave Al Horford a hundred million. Yeah, they did give Al Horford a hundred million dollars. Oh, I ain't know they gave him that. I yeah, thought that was Tobias Harris. They gave Tobias Harris that much too. They they well, outright they, gave I Tobias Harris a max. And then Ben Simmons said, "Uh, you did." 
But what you say? I didn't hear you. But I said it was either going to have to be him or Jimmy, and Jimmy didn't want to stay, so. Because yeah, Jimmy said, look, man, the locker room divided. Because Jimmy foresees, as much as I hate Jimmy sometimes, he foresees is, these niggas ain't going to get, <laughs> these niggas ain't going to get no one with these two young ass niggas not being what they supposed to be. Let me tell He wasn't lying. He wasn't lying. Like, he said the locker room's divided, and more reports throughout the year said, yeah, uh, you got the Embiid's uh, click, and then you got the Ben Simmons squad. And it's, <laughs> it's like, we don't know what uh, what's what, which is crazy as hell and stuff like that. But it's really unfortunate for what's happening with Philly. Is it possible they could possibly turn it around? Lord knows. But not this season. It's like. I was very, I was very pro protecting Brett Brown on this podcast, but he his ass is definitely out this year after this season, uh, bro. But this this part ain't his fault. I know injuries is not now, his fault, but somebody got to go. Them, them losing, them losing all the road games. Then yeah, you got to find a way, right? Yeah. But um, but. Uh, what I about to say, but um, the fact that you signed Al Horford, you signed Tobias Harris to that big ass contract for no reason. Um, uh, you 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 barely have a bench, and except for this nigga Shake, who the fuck that dude is? Shake Milton. Shake Milton. Alex Burks is literally their bench. Did he break the three point record today? Yeah, he did. See, like I said, I, not I in really the, not didn't in pay attention game, to the game. All I know is I pay attention to the score. So hold on, let me see. <laughs> the bro, they but bro, the league bogus as hell. G, they not even put no emphasis on it, folks. Oh no, 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 no he hell no, he, he it was seven for nine. Eh? He had a record near. for the most consecutive shots without missing. Oh damn, go crazy. Fourteen it's or something like, like that. So wait, he made his like first fourteen like shots. And then proceeded to miss his last six. No wonder he lost the game. Post <laughs> <laughs> play, 39 minutes. Bro, who else was going to play? Nobody's there to play point guard. And, bro, and bro they let uh, my boy, like, the fact that, one, my Kawhi's planner might be, like, slowing down soon. But the fact that Paul George is so fucking mid. <laughs> so mid. Oh my God. For his God. standards. Nigga, who's guarding you? For, for oh, Paul George's standards. For Paul George's standards. He's fucking. Bro, he's fucking mid. Bro, can't, can't call a man mid. Gee, he's not, gee, he had a good game today. Who the fuck is guarding you? All the attention going into Kawhi. Josh, oh, Josh Richardson. The also, on top of it, Josh Richardson got hurt. Some, they broke his freaking nose. <laughs> so, Who? Josh Richardson's out again. So, Cork, Alec Burks, uh, I guess. Uh, what you... But please Look, answer I didn't my watch question. Who guarded him? Look, I, w- I didn't watch the game. So, if I had to take the assumption. didn't play that much. Glenn Robinson the third. Nigga, okay. No, it was probably Alec Burks. 
It had to be Alec Burks. <laughs> He's the only other shooter guard on the team. Him and Corkmoss. You can't. You can't. You gotta. Bro, you gotta go 40. My nigga, the last shake, bro, to get 39. Look, man, that's more on Pat Bev, Shamet, and uh, Reggie Jackson. Hey, man. The nigga mid, bro. He, he mid. He mid as shit. I'm it's okay. Saying, I'm gonna Things happen. I'm going to agree to the point of he should be playing a lot better than he has been. But, but you he's know, also coming he's off still of like, hammies. Yeah, he's still coming off those injuries. So it's like, it's understandable. But come playoff time, bro, like, he cannot, the way he, he's he been playing when he's actually healthy is like, you got to do better than that. Is this going to be, this team is, even though the Lakers are playing as good as they, they're playing, you know, without, you know, making too many other midseason moves or anything like that, they can still lose. I, I can see them losing to the Lakers six or seven. I can see them losing to the Rockets six or seven. And I was high on the Clippers coming into this season. I was thinking they were going to go all the way. But it's not, you know, set in stone yet, considering that they haven't played a full season of everybody on that team is out there playing. So they haven't, like, fully like played as a collective unit yet, to, to my knowledge, from the games that I've seen. I've only seen us uh, maybe a handful this of games. Honestly, where, right now, this is the healthiest the team has ever been. And they don't even look all that good in a, to a degree. It's not like blowing us out the water like, wow, the Clippers are really looking like they're, you know, in championship form already. Like, I would say yesterday against the Nuggets, or not not yesterday, it was the day before against the Nuggets, was probably the best they looked as a collective. And I was a, 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 a at least you could argue, a contending type team in the West. Yeah. Yeah, I want to call it a contender. Let's start a new term and say a roadblock in the West. <laughs> There's only fucking two and a half contenders. The rest of them niggas is roadblocks. Like one of your players don't get injured in this fucking series or something, so it's gonna hurt. Like the Jazz and them, like them fucking roadblocks, bro. I don't see them when a real nigga come through the spot, like a Kawhi or a Bron James that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell gonna come to the task and whoop them. Like hell no. But I'd be hurt. I wouldn't be hurt if Donovan Mitchell George beat Paul George. I would well, cry. They still have Joe Ingles on their team. So Joe Ingles I owns Joe Paul Ingles George. Paul George he is outright legit the Paul George stopper. I don't know what the hell did in a past life what Joe Paul George did Joe Ingles. But uh Joe Ingles literally becomes Dennis Rodman. Prime Dennis Rodman <laughs> <laughs> when he sees Paul George on the court, G. But yeah, I'm not high on the Clippers either. They almost lost to a, a starless Philly, and I'm not. Tobias Harris is not a fucking star. Um, and yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah but uh, I, I wonder where Al Horford go after this. <laughs> and look, like, I would call. Um, I'll call New Orleans, bro. Who the fuck you gonna get favors? No, hell no. Fuck, I need another big foe. Lastly, I need is another is size. They're going to go out of Because they're going to have the cap problems in New Orleans soon, too. The reason why I say that is 
Hey. Because England got to get his money. That's what I'm about to say. No, wait. Well, you know, can't do that. No, because I was going to say Ingram, Ingram for Horford, but that's not going to work numbers-wise. No, uh, I'm not from New Orleans. Hell no. That's not going to work fucking ball in the hand-wise either. Really not, because him, him like and Ben the, Simmons. The Zion, they only won one game with Zion and Ingram play at the same time. You want to know why? Because Ingram chucking that bitch. Definitely will chuck that bitch. Uh, I know Dallas wanted Al Horford before uh, Philly gave him the bag. I'll call Dallas, but Dallas has not anything I want unless you're going to give me Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, and Seth. And Seth. Yeah, Fuck, that'd be it. Just give me Seth. Nah, you ain't give, me, give me Tim Hardaway. Give I need, me I need... Seth and um, when they black light skinned niggas on their team. <laughs> the black light. <laughs> it's literally their team is a bunch of black light skinned niggas. But yeah, I will, I'll consider uh, them. Uh, fuck it. You risk it all. No, no. Portland's gonna deny that. You already your center position. You're solid at center either way. Um, I don't think Al Horford would necessarily fit fit Portland style of play. play. There's um, really nowhere to really send this man. I don't know where to send this man. I really don't know where to send this man. Unless you can't send nowhere. Like in terms of nowhere west. In, in terms of what Philly wants. In terms of what Philly wants, which is shooting and probably bench scoring and a I would say a legitimate backup point guard. It's really not a lot of places where I feel like they can get a fair deal and a team can use Al Horford. Because at the thing yeah, you, can, you can see what you can see what Milwaukee thinks. In terms of, you got a nigga who can pass it to folks in the post. You can who he can pass out the post to. Uh, Stretch the floor. You got you can get rid of Bledsoe's contract. Uh, and probably they got fucking shooters out the wazoo, so you can get one of them too. Yeah, yeah, and that's a if all else fails type of thing. Um, because yeah. It's not really a lot of places, honestly. It's really not. At this point, it's like how perfect. Like they can find was. something. It's just, are you gonna get what you want? Right. And how about this? Eight times out of ten, you probably not. How about this? You call the Kings. Give me Harrison Barnes. And. They're, they're gonna hang up the phone if you say Buddy Hill. They they're gonna outright hang up the phone. But I will probably ask. I will ask. Well, what about for De'Aaron Fox? You think they'll get? Yeah, fucking no. Oh, good. That's your franchise. Cause Bagley ass can't stay healthy. So I think say, I don't think I don't think um I don't think Sacramento's answering the phone for for either of their guards or. Yeah, or but, but I mean, I, that's why I say Harrison, Harrison Barnes. Barnes. It works, but it's like Harrison. Do you so if you give up Al Horford for Harrison Barnes, what do you think that's gonna? Because I kind of think it's a possibility one of their one of Philly's top two stars possibly gets thrown in the trade talks this summer too. Depending I, on like how I don't think they're gonna do it in. this year. 
I think they're going to do it one more year with a new coach. And if, it, if the new coach can't make it work, then it's like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, I, I would rather they give them one more year. But, you know, we talked about it off, off the podcast before. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. They're going to call up the Bulls and be like, hey, what y'all want for that? Give us Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons could be a bull possibly. Because I got a feeling it, depend, it depends on the team and what they can get back if they're going to trade and beat. But I feel like Ben Simmons is going to be the one to go if it comes down to it. You can get more for you can get more for Ben Simmons than you can get for Embiid, but Embiid, how can it's I like say? Who do you want to spend but time the team will be build better around. building around Ben Simmons than building around Embiid. I think you know it depends. Like, who it you, really depends on who you get, though. It's like, like okay, if you decide to build with Embiid, and me and Tyler talk about outside the pod, it's like you can because it's easier to build around Ben Simmons. It's, all right, here's a bunch of shooters. Fuck it. But it, with Embiid, you got to probably do it more like a modern-day Shaq and Kobe type thing. You got to put a dominant perimeter player. Which, which is why, like, the Zach like Levine, Levine like, comes in. Zach Levine's the only person I think will be on the trade block in terms of a dominant perimeter type player. I don't even think Zach Levine is the, like... Ben Simmons in a Bulls jersey make me want to... T- Legit throw up. Me too. In the sense that we're just gonna waste Ben Simmons. Me too. Yeah. Me too. In Chicago, like, shit gonna happen. <laughs> just give Ben Simmons look. a Felicio combo. Come on, man. Gee, that, um, just the idea that I makes me sick. But that it's that like I'm screen. not thinking. I'm just thinking about Philly. I really don't give a fuck what the Bulls do until we. I see a new management. So it just sounds like something this management would do. Oh, here's a flashy uh, guard. Big ass guard and he could dunk. <laughs> hey. uh, but uh what I was thinking of, um like with Ben Simmons, it's not even just about getting shooters around him. Like you could build a team with Ben Simmons. He's such a a great player that all you have to do is get able bodies. And I know you say what well, we got with Philly now. It's just that to see like that that team is not only the fact that it can't shoot, the team's slow as shit. Yeah, they gotta get some some faster wings. Agreed. Because the thing is, is like even though Embiid uh is a set is is a traditional center, they choose to play on like a traditional center. He can do literally everything. I think if he wants to, he can run and all of that. And even then, if y'all run and then just let him trail, that's your half court offense. They don't do that all the time. They consistently run slow. They're like a slower-paced team when they don't need to be a slow-paced team, especially with Embiid's skill set. He's very all-around, especially because he really don't want to be in the paint as much to lower injury, uh, lower risk of injury. Oh, another trade that they could do, would you trade, would you call up San Antonio and be like, hey, what y'all – Y'all want to, you know, swap now, DeRozan for a Simmons? And being DeMar DeRozan can work. That sounds fun. <laughs> but at but the same also, time... Ben Simmons and... Ben Simmons and Marcus Aldridge would be really freaking good, too. And 
And the Spurs, and the Spurs medical staff is a one, so you can throw you can throw a bead over there in the Spurs jersey. That could work. It could work. I will consider that. I will consider it. You could either go either or. But like I said, I don't think Philly's going to do anything with them two until the next earliest earliest trade deadline next season. If if the new if whoever they bring in, because it's more like Brett Brown is probably not coming back, especially if they end up a six seed going to the playoffs and they don't make the conference finals, he's yeah. gone. And I'm pretty sure David Fisdale is on the hotline uh, because he's the go-to in this type of situation. So it's one of many things to look forward to. So, um, anything else uh, in the East? The Celtics look good. Um, Celtics look good. Jason Tatum is a star. We standing again, Chris. Yep. <laughs> we it's just, he's a Boston again. Celtic. If Jason Tatum wasn't on the Boston Celtics. <laughs> Gee, I would literally have a Tatum jersey, G. Like, I would, like, gee, it's just, like, he would be, he's easily already top five, my one of my favorite young guys in the league, but he's just on the Boston goddamn Celtics. So, mm-hmm. like, he did it to himself. Well, the Celtics did it to themselves, so be that way, but he would probably be my number one favorite young guy if he wasn't a Boston Celtic, but... Celtics look really good. Kimba Walker been hurt. Uh, I don't even know what the hell is wrong with him, but uh, but they've been looking really good despite uh, some ales to the uh, Rockets and Lakers. I've really been enjoying watching the Celtics play basketball. Uh, everybody stepped up. They're stepping up. Um, it's just one of those things where I feel like when you take away one talented guy and add a uh, and it just makes everybody else better in a way. Especially because I feel like one thing I always hate when I watch the Celtics, even with Kim, when Kimball was playing, is Tatum will be on fire. The next thing you know, they take yeah. the ball out of his hands. They did that yeah. against the Lakers, and that's why they lost. Um, but then proceeded to win the next uh, the next game. I think even against the Rocks that I remember watching, even though they lost the game, that was more on some freak accident type shit, by the way. But um, it was just more along the lines of the fact that they kept Tatum involved with the game, and they won. So I like the fact when the ball is in Tatum's hands because they just look so much better as a team. Agreed. I definitely think he's coming in. He has come into his own as a as a first option player. He's definitely. Right now, I would easily say he's second best player in the East as far as seasons work. That's a hot one. That's hot. I mean, if you think about consistency-wise, yeah, right behind Giannis, yeah. Because Philly, nobody on Philly's been as consistent as they could. Jordan B healthy and and ready to go is probably one of the best damn near rival Giannis in the East. Right, and I agree with that. But it's just the fact that he hasn't been. He hasn't been up to par as he should have been, as he should be this season. And even before he was getting hurt, even when, like when they talk about like his attitude, you know, towards certain games and stuff, it's like he's his attitude on like what he should do doesn't necessarily translate to his game. Sometimes, like sometimes, I feel like he doesn't take it as seriously as it should, and that's why that's a 
a small reason, but a reason nonetheless as to why they're kind of behind the pack at the moment as far as the as a team in the standings right now. I respect that. It's kind of, but I hear where you're coming from. But, like, I will say before Embiid got hurt, he was, like, I feel like easily number two because he was playing some really good freaking basketball. But I, I ain't mad at Tatum being number two currently in terms of just doing their thing. Yeah, currently doing uh, their thing. Yeah, if they currently. go on the team, you know, once Philly gets back together, hopefully hopefully they can go on the tear because, he, like you said, he could easily be the second and at times be the best player in the East if he really wants to. Yeah, I agree. I hear you. That's not a bad take. Um, it's still free Bradley Beal, by the way. Because um, he, he's oh, talking about free Bradley Beal. Uh, somebody please end his misery. Uh, but let's go ahead and transition over to wrestling. Um, before we get into all the, the fun stuff. Uh, did anything interesting happen on AEW this week? Uh, besides taking over Chicago Comic Con and handing out lots of free goods uh, to people, I guess they definitely made sure not to give me and Daytra anything. So, uh, fuck y'all. Um, <laughs> dead ass. Um, be that way. But we didn't see no nobody handing out free AEW book bags to us. So, uh, bump y'all. Um, I would have definitely put fuck AEW on the top of that shit. I definitely had a marker ready, G. I had my marker ready. Um, put- yeah, and I don't know. Um, I don't know like no slander thing. They had a good pay per view. Um, I heard the Cody Rhodes and uh, MJF matches me, but MJF is literally EC three. So exactly. Um, <laughs> and the fact that they think they finna get EC three to come yeah, over there is like, why are you gonna have? Take him. What take is, him. What's the point? Take him. Jeez, <laughs> like, take him. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. Even though I'm, I'm cool with easy three. I'm like, shit, take him. Like, yeah, but like, that adds not nothing to him anyway. That don't hurt WWE. That don't, you know, if you yeah, could, it's not if hurting nobody. Like, my thing is, oh, let me. I'm gonna say this after I finish, like, a, a small recap of that pay per view since we ain't the biggest fan. Yeah. I mean, not the biggest fans, but we barely watch the shit. Um. Mox getting the title was the best decision they could possibly yeah. make. Yeah, agree. Um, That's what I was going to say. Like, I watched the match. It was Orange a Cassidy match. versus uh, Neville was amazing in the sense that I, I'm not the biggest Orange Cassidy fan with the laziness and stuff and stuff like that. But the way he was able to get the crowd behind him when Neville, like, brought him over the limit and he just started going fucking crazy. I'm sorry for calling this nigga Neville. Uh, Pac this is his name. I don't know why. I'm so used to calling the nigga Neville. The Pac is a way better name than fucking Neville, by the way. Agreed. But, like, um, the way that Pac, um, like, you know, he was being brutal. I still, to this day, out of everybody that WWE lost, Pac is the biggest one, bro. Yeah. I, I believe he, so. Okay. He is so cold, dog. And I, right. they should have not, Bro, he don't even have Enzo anymore. And he wasn't taking nobody nowhere anyway. Exactly. Like, uh, like nobody wanted to work with him. He wasn't, you know, all that good to begin with. Exactly. He's a talked. he's an all right talker just because you know he had that loud mouth personality. But you could get a loud mouth anyway. And so those are like yeah. some of the most yeah. easily replaceable guys. <laughs> but uh, that was a good match. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of some more. 
Uh, they said the tag match. I'm sorry for saying they said. Like I said, I barely watch them that stuff. But I heard that the tag match was really, really freaking good. Shout out to them for having that. And any other match really don't matter. Um, I saw a uh, little bit of Nyla Rose match. Uh, green as hell. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> green as hell. Cool. No other match matter. Um, but <laughs> I would say this. So as our topic, like. I don't care who gets released from WWE unless it's like a, you know, like a Cesaro or something. Somebody I'm really a fan of and not actively, you know, or like Sami Zayn or something like that, bro. So, so I, I got to force myself to watch AEW just to see them, right? Um, but the thing about this, right? They look, they lead, they go to AEW. Cool, right? What the heck are you going to do with your current stars? I mean, what the heck are you going to do with them different that WWE did with them with the current stars that you have? Exactly. Because, so you're telling me, okay, let's say you bring in the Rusev's, EC3's, because Rusev's name been popping up lately as well. Uh, who else? Uh, I doubt if Rusev got a lot of signed a new contract unless yeah. they separate Lana and Rusev. Yeah. Which they could possibly do since she fucking Bobby Lashley on screen, so. Exactly. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who's a nut? Who, uh, my man's, who's part of the Wyatt family, uh, freaking, I can't, freaking. Luke Harper. Luke Harper. Bring those guys in. Okay. That's nice. But you've been pushing guys like Darby Allen, Jake Hagers, the Sammy Guevara's. He just had his first match. Exactly. So I'm just. Throwing random like, names out there who pop then, up every week. So you don't, so you don't give the W. So you don't put when they need a mid card title stat, but you don't end up putting the um the belts on the the WWE guys that people want to see belts on. So then they just stay in got darn mid card limbo, just like any other people. The the faster that wrestling fans understand that there is a ceiling to a lot of motherfuckers, bro. Wrestling would get more enjoyable. Yep, you would enjoy wrestling a lot more. Because some people, they're just not meant to break past that glass ceiling. they just not. Oh, my bad. It's just we, also uh, impossible just to put the belt on everybody. Take back what I said about Giannis. No, he did this against the goddamn Hornets. I don't give a shit. But folks had a 40 and 20 game. That's a mic. <laughs> That's what Shaq do to us on my leagues, bro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, yeah, like it's just like the moment you, the moment you realize that, it, of course, anything can happen, right? Yeah, you can get moments like <coughs> you know when a a a, a, a mid card limbo nigga like RVD get a title and it feels amazing because he's a hard the hardcore level. You get that, but like the moment you realize, like like. Bro, like somebody like, and I hate the fact that I don't really see him on something like TV, but it's it's extremely hard to get Mustafa Ali over, other than the fact that the boyhood dream come true. But for months after that, okay, when crowds are quiet, exactly, it's like, like where do you, you go only get so much by looking like a damn uh, light bright G. Not just that, even if he didn't have light bright, when like bro, there's there's the thing like. 
I think few like I think Sami Zayn could do it, right? I think Sami Zayn he grabbed that brass ring in that sort of sense, right? Yeah. But there's a few if you put the big belt on them, dog. After that initial, he won and he finally did it. Dog, WWE crowds are uber casual. It takes more than a flip to get them niggas over. You need fucking appeal. Yep. Like, Daniel Bryan had to appeal. He had charisma. He had that. He When he spoke, he spoke fire. So, yeah, he can break that. He can break that ceiling. But you need somebody you know who that look like Roman. They got nope. the girls screaming. But you happy. need somebody like Cena. You need somebody like Drew. Judah like with him. Judah like an angel that in the last days that have come down and fucking wipe the floor with some, some armed forces, dog. No homo. <laughs> like, like you need niggas like that. You need people who's uh, inspiration to fat niggas like Kevin Owens. Hey, like, you need. <laughs> like, bro, I'm not. That's not no jabby. No, I'm I know, G, because I like Kevin Owens, oh. so that's why. So, hey. Uh, but, uh, but, like, yeah. Uh, well, uh, if any ladies listen to this, I'm not fat. I'm shaped like Arthur. I'm hungry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like, the most. The moment people realize that, and I trust me, I hate it too when Goldbergs get built around it, which we'll talk about later. I hate it too when Undertaker would choke slam AJ Styles for no fucking reason. I, but like, I understand what those people do. Nigga, I don't care how much you hate Taker and his, him and, and his slow movement. When that gong hit, you watching. Yep. Because he got that. So like it's 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 it is what it is, like but the moment people realize that certain people have selling, nigga, y'all trying to watch fifty old Eric Young in a ring with a belt around his waist? Never. Why? Like, Eric Young can legit, go. Like Eric Young can go, but no. Y'all trying to watch legit broken down Matt Hardy and not the character with a belt around his waist? I'm good. And there's certain. Another thing that fans got to realize, a lot of these wrestlers know that they're not going above a certain point in some of these companies, especially when you come to WWE. They come there knowing what they're... Well, Hotel. Not all of them, but most of them. Hotel. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast, bro, so... Go ahead, Tyler. But yeah, like a lot of wrestlers actually know where their ceiling is going or where their their goal to be in a company is. Like that's why a lot of guys stick around so they can become producers afterwards or do stuff other stuff with creative. It's like it's not always about necessarily getting a character over. Like Matt Hardy has had plenty of chances to get characters over and he's done it, but at the same time I think even he knows, especially at this point in his career. There's not much left for him to do. Exactly. So going over to AEW, even if he is going for AEW, he might even just there just help the other young guys. That that's cool. But going over there for him or for the company, that's not doing anything for either of them. Exactly. Like it, it really isn't because one thing I really want AEW to do is build their own create star. a star. 
Like, that's why, like, I'm, like, I take, like, okay, yeah, we know, like, we got the people who's going to make us post to watch it, like the Chris Jericho's, that's his job. The Kenny Omega's, that's their job. Cody Rhodes, that's their job. Those are your faces of the company, regardless. But I want to see Darby Allen, like, eventually see his road to, okay, and see what, if, can he be a, actually be a star or somebody where the fans gravitate towards long term. Can or Hangman Page? Can, yeah, Hangman Page actually be the AJ Styles to what AJ was to Impact or TNA, whatever you want to call him. Can somebody like a oh, his name just popped up in my freaking head. I man, I just forgot. But yeah, like those, like just the people who aren't like wasn't super indie darlings. Where if they went to WWE, you know, like you was going to watch every week, regardless of whether you hate WWE or not. But, like, those type of guys, can you turn them into stars? Like, can you right. bring your you own household name without relying on those homes? And that could, like, when you hear that name, you're like, oh, he came from AEW. You don't say he's coming from, you know, New Japan or Ring of Honor. Like, exactly. you know him from coming from this specific brand. Like, he's the marquee name for that brand. And exactly. even with, like, Kenny Omega. I feel like they kind of dropped the ball with him in a, in a sense. Well, he, I like how he's in control. He's in he has a lot of control. So, but that's the thing. I think that's the thing with the whole situation, right? Like, like I think with me and AEW, bro, I don't like <coughs> it just because I, I don't watch it just because of they, you know, their fans are ass. But like, Legit. I also don't watch it because a lot of those matches just don't fucking make sense. I said yeah, it's so like many a, times. That's why I kept cutting it off because you turn on a match and don't even know where it's going. Like I don't really. I've sat there. I probably watched maybe three full episodes and did not have a clue where any of the story really until like the actual pay per view came up. Even then, right? Like in terms of storylines, I knew that I at least was constantly aware of was whatever Chris Jericho was up to, and also when John Moxley got involved. And he started taking niggas' eyeballs. Did it. And, like, like, even that. Like, no, the John Moxley stuff was go, uh, Bro, I, yes, I think Mox is extremely mid and corny. But they know how to work it. Uh, exactly. But, like, who the fuck was Cody Rhodes in the cage match against last week? Oh, that we was uh, MJF's bodyguard, uh, Wulong? W- Rudolph? It was it's some stupid Eastern European name. That's probably for all we know, uh Darius's middle name for all we know. So Why the uh, fuck you put it in a cage? <laughs> okay, so the story with that was and see that's another story I I ha- I have no choice to pay attention to because niggas was slurping off. Um, but uh because MJF turned on Cody against his match against Jericho. No, Cody was, I know that. I know I know that story. I'm just saying, uh, why did you so, find his bodyguard inside of a cage out of all matches? I, I don't just know. Have a one-on-one. It was kind of MJF said it was part of the reason for Cody to get his match against MJF. It was a line of events. That's yeah. So it was a line of events that Cody had to follow to get to fight MJF. And like, what the fuck happened to Cody versus the Dark Order? Mm. Uh, that's another thing that was confusing me because they started off with him and then they moved on to these others. And then fucking who is it? Coke Cabana or somebody popped up last night in Coke Cabana. <laughs> like, come on. They are literally seem like they picking up 
every nigga a, a neck beard with a keyboard type of out. Coca-Bana. Who the fuck cares about Coca-Bana? The only yeah. thing that people knew about that I knew about Coca-Bana, I didn't even know that he was an actual wrestler. All I knew is that he used to be CM Punk's friend. That's it. Yeah. That's I all knew he know. was a wrestler, the, but Coke became really, really prevalent when he had that podcast of CM Punk and CM Punk's yeah. leaking shit. I think he came from Ring of Honor. He was at Ring of Honor. He literally yeah. just left Ring of Honor, too. See? <laughs> so, like, who cares? Like, it's like, it's like, this is my thing with AEW. Then not getting anybody. If you could get somebody who have WWE release, it's because WWE knew they're not moving the needle for them. WWE is not going to get rid of nobody that doesn't, that they feel like isn't going to move the needle for them. So if you think getting somebody because they're sort of of a name in the wrestling uh, ranks moves your needle, it isn't going to move your needle much. And you're in that, that spot could be used for somebody else. That possible TV time you may F around and give Colt Cabana can be used for somebody else. And that's just how you know, so it's 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 like it's more you know that I want to see. Do I think they need to start going all out and adding another you know TV show? Like no, I think Hell no. one they're gonna have to. I think they talked about that already too. They're planning on doing. They, yeah, that's already one, probably gonna happen. But who cares? One they have to do. I think they have to shape. They're gonna have to eventually shave that roster down, bro. Or at least let, you know, them people, you know, have an off-season for them in which they can go and work somewhere else uh, with not as many dates and stuff like that. I think some people and got those like, contracts. What you say? I think some people still have those contracts where they're free to work for, like, other smaller But, like, you know, like, what I mean by that, I understand, like, Mox got it and the old champ- women's champion got it, too. But I mean, like, you know, like, legit not be seen on TV. Moxley was still seen on TV, mm. uh, but it, that's very hard for them to, um, like what you call it though. That's like very hard for them to uh, to write off the TV if they just go out and because e- easiest way to write somebody off TV is to injure them, just kayfabe injure them and they off TV. But you can't do that when Mox is in Japan getting slapped up by some bald head Asian guy. So, yeah. <laughs> be that way. It really do, but but regardless, we want AEW to succeed in their own way. It's just they just making it difficult for themselves. Yeah, it's still they still have ways ways to go, and regardless, they our one thing I will say is I respect the fact they actually had a pay per view in Chicago and not in Rosemont. So I respect that. Uh, regardless. Um, they still got plenty of ways to go, like plenty of ways to go, and it's a wait and see approach with it, regardless. So, but let's go ahead and uh talk about Super Showdown, which was this past Thursday. Um, I still have not watched the whole pay per view, but I have I yet to watch the whole pay per view either. Important. But uh, I watched the important matches. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much all that matters is the important matches because like. You could take. We gotta literally remember what the Saudi Arabia shows. It is more for the Saudis, and if they can finesse somebody to cut, like the main storyline, people to pop up, they would do that. But uh, the kickoff show had Viking Raiders versus the OC. Uh, 
the who won this match? Anderson Gallows won this match. Oh, um, then the gauntlet match happened. Um, the gauntlet match was actually pretty good. I didn't. I, I didn't actually thought our children was about to win that shit, bro. They got me. And look, G, is you love to see it though, man. It's our truth, bro. But shout out to our truth getting like that type of rub because I low key when I saw he was in, I'm like, either he's gonna either he's gonna lose embarrassingly and it's just gonna be funny, or he's gonna get, or it's gonna be him and AJ being last. But uh, which we did end up having until Undertaker said, "Hey, uh, that Saudi bag look looks really bloody right now, and I need that money, my guy." So uh, so yeah. Uh, but so Undertaker won, choke some AJ, be that way sometimes. It's already been teased that they are going to fight, they're probably going to fight at Mania, so something to look forward to. Uh, the New Day versus John Morrison, uh, and The Miz and Morrison, uh, New Day lost. Good match. Not, yeah, it was a really good match. Kofi almost died. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that trust fall was nasty. They near died, uh, but it be that way sometimes. But uh, also, uh, what well, I say after the after we get done, this is the, but uh, Vince McMahon said, "Fuck Black History Month." Uh, Angel Garza versus Humberto Carrillo. Uh, Angel Garza won. Uh, Raw tag team ch- titles was on the line. Uh, Rollins and Murphy versus Street Profits. This was a really fun match. Uh, I really thought the Street Profits was probably going to win, but Vince McMahon realized it was Black History Month and he said, I don't want these niggas to prosper. Uh, so Rollins and Murphy retained. <laughs> then we had Dolph Ziggler versus Mansoor. The Mantor Mansoor match. I really skipped this match, but Mansoor won, of course. No, you said that nigga in Saudi Arabia got 99 overall. He <laughs> 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 said that. Yo, if you got a title match against Mansoor in Saudi Arabia, bro, be prepared to lose that bitch, bro. <laughs> bro that's gonna be a, that's gonna be one of the towers on on two K twenty one next year. <laughs> Saudi Arabia Mansoor. You have to wow, be Mansoor five times nigga, in a row, bro. He be off that pack at Saudi Arabia, bro. Imagine you pick Brock when you play in the tower. You gotta face Mansoor. AJ, I'll be hurt. AJ, I shouldn't be losing to this man. But speaking of Brock, uh, he pretty much beat the living shit out of Ricochet. Nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> he, he I think totally I said. Brock saw his attire and said, yeah, I'm getting you out of here. <laughs> Gee, I think. I, I don't remember if I did predict it or not, but I think I did say that Brock was going to beat Ricochet, beat the living hell out of Ricochet. I don't think he was going to give Ricochet a chance. Mm-mm. You did not get that bad a chance. Uh, Roman versus Baron Corbin in a cage match. I honestly I skipped the match because I'm so tired of seeing these two I niggas fight. Too. That was just a <laughs> just that so was just a live event match. They were gonna do that again. Yeah, so, uh, but Reigns won. Uh, Bailey versus Naomi was actually really good. And then uh, once again, Vic McMahon realized it was Black History Month, and he was like, "I'm not letting no niggas win." Uh, so Bailey won, <laughs> which I expect either way, but still, <laughs> it was just the point of the matter is he said, I ain't letting no niggas win. Uh, then we get the infamous universal championship match where the Fiend versus Goldberg and look, look, man, was I triggered at the result? Very, very triggered, but 
I knew this was coming when Goldberg first popped up, and it just screamed, I might as well get ready for it, but, gee, just the fact that literally that, that Goldberg cannot do a proper jackhammer no more is disappointing. Very, He's very disappointing. Only been your finisher damn near over 25 years, and you can't even do it no more. Like, gee, just let the spirit be your end, end, end game, bro. <laughs> I'm no, fine what, 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 I'm, I kind of, after, you know, the shock value of him winning the match, I got over it. Now, yeah. what they did the, the night after kind of pissed me off because the buildup for this match, I feel like it's not going to be as good as it should. We'll get to that shortly. Like you just... <laughs> we'll get to, before we go, we'll get to the... We'll get to that talk later, Titus. So get a little, but uh, Day Trail, I'll let you have your hot take. Mo- I won't say a hot take, but your uh, your takes on the reaction to Goldberg winning. Well, fuck them niggas, man. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, bro. And I mean, I mean, fuck both sides. Fuck WWE and the fans. Like, shit. Like, who can? Like, fuck WWE for knowing that Goldberg can't hit a proper jackhammer and put him in the match. Fuck the fans for actually thinking Bray Wyatt is fucking good. Both of them. Like, bro. Like, this shit is, 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 is simple, bro. Roman needs that belt. Roman is the biggest star y'all get. Roman getting that bitch regardless. Bray Wyatt is fucking fat. And it's better if you go against Cena. Like, Goldberg is shit. Yes. But I'd rather see Goldberg get speared like the Undertaker 16 million times than see Bray Wyatt have to eat him. Just because um, the, the worst thing WWE did was get Bray Wyatt that belt. I would continuously say that. Worst fucking thing. It made no sense. I agreed. It was, for, for me being a Bray Wyatt fan, I was shocked. I was cool because I'm like, Bray Wyatt got, got a belt, held it for a few months. But he didn't really need the belt. I agree with that. He did not need the belt. It, it ruined his character in a way. They did that more so at the time because Seth was fizzing out. They had to get it off of Seth. He just bring Brock back, back and beat the shit out of him. But they ended up doing something else with Brock. Well, eventually they had to do it. The only reason Bray has got that belt is because, like, one, I guess Bray was super hot. Yeah. Also, like, they had that dumbass feud before the goddamn brand split, right? Yep. And in that sense, they had to put that that, that belt on somebody. And the Universal title had to go to to SmackDown. But... Because SmackDown is supposed to be the quote-unquote A show, even though I don't believe in it. It don't even feel like, like I barely watch it. Because <laughs> Raw, Raw is extremely watchable. But, um, like, for me personally, seeing, like, hold on, let me go back. Like, so you put the belt on Brock. What's I just saying? Like, at this point, the fans expect Brock just to beat the shit out of anybody he walked through. Whole time you couldn't just had you know you shouldn't have had Fiend versus Rollins in the first place because you don't want Fiend to lose. But in the perfect world, nobody cried if Fiend you know doesn't technically beat Rollins, but Rollins is incapacitated again, and then like Fiend has to stay on SmackDown and he has to get a title from fucking Kofi, right? Um, because you could do that. You could just have him Kofi get his ass beat the same way Brock Lesnar beat that ass. You put that belt on any random hot white meat baby face and then have Brock beat the liver shot of them to get that universal title back in a universal order, whatever title at that time is in Brock's hands. You in the same exact spot now. That's really, really fucking easy to do. 
I know I'm not in no boardroom and I can think about this shit longer than other people can, but that's what I would have did. But back on this, who gives a shit about what the fans think, bro? Who gives a shit about what the fans think, bro? I, I'm at that stage of a wrestling fan, bro. Like, I don't give a fuck, bro. We all gonna sit at Mania and watch this shit and stuff for extra because he really fucking hates Goldberg. But, like, we all gonna sit at Mania and we gonna watch it. We gonna watch this shit, bro. We gonna watch how horrible that match is gonna be. We're gonna talk about it on Twitter and we're gonna do absolutely shit afterwards. Like, it's, it's just the way it is. And things will never be the same. Like, Triple H had a, a cold ass promo not too long ago, right? About, you know, I'm going to go on Twitter and I'm going to say, if such and such don't win, I'm a riot. You like, can't be a one man riot. <laughs> like, gee, I'm supposed to be scared of one man. <laughs> they literally like, don't send whoever you hate after you. So I was just thinking. And I do a lot of that lately. I've been doing a lot of that lately. I was just thinking. So just keep these off rotations. So I was just thinking, right? And me personally, I'm 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 not I'm not ticked off about, you know, I don't want to see Goldberg hold that title. I'm on the fan side in the sense of it should be somebody else with that title instead of Goldberg, or we should just get Fiend and, and Roman. But in all fucking honesty, bro, I don't think people know how ass the Fiend is. He's ass. Other than the goddamn rock bottom Bray Wyatt guy and the occasional goddamn um, Centon, or whatever that is. I don't know if it's like, oh yeah, I think it's Centon. Like, he ass. And I don't, I don't know why people, I don't know why people can't like fathom that. I refuse to fathom it. Why? <laughs> no, look, man, that was me being silly. But oh, he's, I'm not saying like, he's, like, I'm not saying he's ass as a wrestler, but he's not horrible either. G. Okay, yeah, anybody in that ring is of course better than me. But Ray Bray Wyatt against his contemporaries, he's ass. Yes, in terms of we're ninety. Well, I want to say ninety percent. That's that's he's really all character, bro. He's mainly character. And, I, and, 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 and look, bro, there ain't nothing wrong with that. Steve Austin for his latter careers was all character. He was ass in the ring too. I want to say he was, was ass in the ring. Stuff. He sacrificed because he was a better wrestler earlier in his career. But yeah, once the yeah, Stone Cold persona worked, to, to that too. But once his uh, but it, he was more character once the Stone Cold character started breaking through, though. No, the only reason he was more character because he couldn't he couldn't wrestle. He wasn't supposed to be wrestling. That too. That's what I mean. Like he 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 he, he literally like once his neck got broken that time from Owen Hart um power driving him, he, he had to become all character because he couldn't fucking wrestle. All he did was throw punches and chops. And and what? Probably a suplex here and there, but like he was all character. Like I said, ain't nothing wrong with that. But in this day age of wrestling, like, bro, at what point would it have been satisfied that the Fiend was going to fucking win? I mean, lose. Because y'all was going to shit on it if it was wrong. What, if Mustafa Ali beat the Fiend? Come on, we see shit like that every day. Like, I, I, I just, it was, it's just so weird, bro. So, yes, I, I don't give a crap. This John Cena versus, even though this match is going to be hot ass, too. But John Cena versus The Fiend is way better. 
Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And then, well, John Cena can just go for the 17 title thing because y'all are shit on that as well. Agreed. And plus, like, they haven't had really any time for them to build. I feel like they're going to have Cena go after one last world title. He deserves an actual build for that. If it, if the time is actually applicable for it should be against a big ass stable like Undisputed Era or some shit. But like, I just, I just, I, I just can't right. fandom it. Like, you know, people was in a bro. People was in a pussy. <laughs> like in a way, I'm glad I wasn't on Twitter. Like I'm glad me and both me and Tyler was at work when everything was going on because Twitter was a mess. Once I looked, once I was catching up, and. Look, if you if you cause Daytrail to tweet angrily, he already barely tweets. Uh, outside of uh throwing something under the abyss thread, uh, tweet. But um, but in terms, if you make you got him angry tweeting, you you kind of wild. Now, even though I don't agree that Bray Wyatt is trash as a wrestler, he he is. You know, Bo Dallas is a is the better wrestler between the two brothers, but. Regardless, we see why Bray Wyatt's on the screen and other ones not, but uh, but still, you, you so, like after I got out of my emotions, I was like, "You niggas is kind of wild." I didn't know LeBron had a triple double, but uh, you niggas was kind of wild and big time. Like I understand, but like the more I thought about it, especially it was just like the forcing of the belt on Bray Wyatt and plus the Fiend character was just too soon and. A little unnet, highly. I won't say a little, but what wasn't really necessary at the time. Let's put it that way. But I feel like the silver lining for it is they give him a break from because they're gonna put him back in it probably sometime this summer. Yeah, like I, the silver it's lining almost, is they can kind of rebuild it in a way and make it make it a little bit more interesting for him again. Yeah, because. By SummerSlam, it's either going to be Bray Wyatt and Roman at SummerSlam or uh, Roman versus uh, Daniel Bryan at SummerSlam. One of the two. I can see Roman versus Daniel Bryan. I'll rock that because, you know, Daniel Bryan's staying here. Hey. But, like, like the Fiend doesn't need it, bro. He's just he really don't. at this point. Like, Undertaker, Undertaker is one of the greatest of all time. I think Randy Orton has more title reigns than he do. Yeah, Taker is only a seven-time world champion, I think. Yeah, but he don't need it. And, like, when he did, it was kind of like, it was mainly during the big evil era. Like, the American Badass era when he kind of had legit title reigns where, and, like, kind of post-Dead Man, like, second era Dead Man after he got done being big evil and all of that, where he, I think he only had, like, maybe two title reigns during that time frame, so... Bro, was a transitional champion at his finest, my nigga. Exactly. Like, each time he held the belt was for, like, a little bit and to put somebody else over. him. Both him right. and Kane were, if you want to just use another character. Dude, Taker, you have to really go on Taker. But Taker used to freaking take the goddamn, he used to do the job. Like, he did the job to Vladimir Kozlov. Like, he did the job to goddamn... Great Kali, a, a lot of people. The Great Kali has a belt. Does and literally when y'all, <laughs> G, think about that. World title, that. He has a world title, G. 
I want y'all but to think like, about that. Uh, but like you know, I think it was a spectacle. His whole entire career, we like, and he main invented manias with no belt. Yep, Finn could do that too. Easily, easily, and like that, that's why I'm like I like the Finn character, or even like the current Bray Wyatt character because it doesn't he doesn't necessarily need to be in the ring all the time, like. Yeah, here's a promo. I might set up a new rivalry here and there, but do I really need to wrestle in the ring? No, not really. If I pop up on SmackDown for a reason, it's probably just to beat somebody ass and then disappear. So, but he could literally be at that point, and and if, if it gets to that case, now mind you, Undertaker correct well, can now currently Undertaker can wrestle circles around the fiend and now down that hill, but like. Uh, I don't know how to say it, man. I'm just. I don't want to say the Phoenix. I keep saying the Phoenix butt cheeks because he also has JoJo. But, like, he kind of butt cheeks. Man, look, man. Also, I think that's also another reason why Fiend lost. This man realized the Fiend has a black wife. He was like, that belt ain't going back to that nigga household. Uh, in, uh, at the end of Black History Month, so yeah, take that belt <laughs> off from Goldberg. But uh, but yeah, regardless, I'm all for Roman Reigns sparing uh, sparing Goldberg back to AutoZone permanently. Like I just, I want that nigga to be only way he can put a battery on the uh, charger station is through a wheelchair. That's how hard I want him to spear him, G. And I'm pretty <laughs> sure I'll make Bret Hart smile. I'm sure. So. Or even I would get. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not necessarily needed. But I was thinking about possibly giving Roman another finisher to finish him off too, just so it won't be a down spear fest. But if needed be, it's gonna end up being a spear. Yeah. Ain't not mad at it, but uh, but yeah, the next night on SmackDown, uh, pretty much Dane near immediately. We're not even getting an elimination chamber match for a no one contender. It's outright going to be Roman and Goldberg. I respect it. Uh, I'm not mad at it. They they just said, look, we're not even going to dramatize it. We're just going to say it's the match for Mania. Roman never lost the title, so he never did. He's fucking big dog. Like he can go out there and say (laughs) something. Exactly. Because really, if they were due to the elimination chamber, literally, it was going to be. Roman and Bray Wyatt asked the final two either way. So, yeah. so it was like, it was those money, but they missed what else do you do to build this up? You said what? Obviously, you know, I said, what else do you build this up? Obviously, off the name value, like, okay, we know that that's, you know, a main event level match just based off the name. But how do you, how do you make it interesting leading into the match? We know Roman taking it. Just like well, I it's 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 not you don't have to do anything. That's that's the shit that just we like two niggas going against each other. When 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 Cena went against Brock, it literally just because Brock came out and beat the shit out of Cena. Brock ain't had no moments of why he beat the shit out of Cena. He just mm-hmm. beat the shit out of Cena. Beat the living shit and out of that man. Like all that, like that's what you just do. Like it, it works with it works with Brock. 
He just can't say, I'm the beast incarnate. I want that title. I'm going to get that title. And people, as much as people want to say they hate Brock or they hate Brock title reigns or they hate what Brock does and what he stands for in the company, niggas tune in to watch Brock. Yep. And it's the same thing for Bill Goldberg. As much as I do not want to see Goldberg with that blue belt around him and also talk about how he can save you on goddamn, um, what's the things called? Um, carburetors. No, not carburetors. Transmission. Uh, no, not transmissions either. I don't think anybody can save you on transmissions. Uh, not brake pads. Uh, fuse lights. And, <laughs> and personally, I, I just like, but I understand at how they can make that story, right? Like, at first, people are going to crap on it because it's fresh. And I will say this again. You are a clown if you literally go to a WWE show just to try to shit on somebody. Yeah. Clown. You don't get no no special shit. Like nobody nobody wants to see you more. Like you're just a clown. Uh but yeah, that's a, that's how I feel about the situation. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, like it it's gonna be interesting. Like I just don't want to hear spear versus spear for the next seven and a half weeks. I just don't. So you don't get it because SmackDown loves to do tell the take type stuff. So you like also like bro, please just start as wrestling fans subverting your your expectations. Like bro, like you, you most people put their stuff in a funk anyway. You saw Bill Goldberg, a legend who matches don't last more than fifteen seconds, going against Bray Wyatt. A nigga who runs for radio record look like God darn mine. I don't even wrestle. <laughs> so, like, bro, you knew what was happening. You knew it. There wasn't nobody going to stop it. There wasn't nobody. Like, you knew it. So why would you Why would you go into the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view thinking it wasn't going to happen? Unless you just want a quick retweet. Just to say, oh, I'm canceling my tickets to WrestleMania now. Cool. How much you selling them for? Because we'll take them. Gladly. <laughs> I, I can find a way to get out there to uh, Texas. I think my coach, she, she just go all, I mean, uh, Florida, I think she takes all the um, the whole East Coast. She probably can give me a plane ticket. Like, bro, like, you know. I see where you're coming. Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from. I'm not mad at it. Uh, I feel like that's, like, that what you said about lowering your expectations too, like that's some over time all of us have had is like at this point we know what WWE about. It's only about the bag. That's it. They're gonna do whatever is gonna get the bag. That's gonna get them the and bag. And it's also it's it's it, it's they motto, like they're bigger than life. Like, bro, if they, they just to wanna go out there fan to approval anymore. They haven't had like, to do that in years. Bro, they never did it. Everything WWE has done is has been about we want this situation to be larger than life. That's just how it is. Like it ain't man, that yes movement was calculated. Very you think when Daniel Brown had calculated. all them niggas running that ring that one time and did the yes movement? I want y'all to go back and look at that. Then I want y'all to go look at that fat nigga standing right next to him with a shirt on. And that fat nigga, he ain't he ain't pulling up his arms or nothing. That fat nigga was the security guard. 
That fact he was making sure those neck gear fans wouldn't touch him because WWE knew we're going to have this nigga go through all this turmoil. Because Daniel Bryan wasn't no slouch in the wrestling community. Niggas really? knew about his pedigree. Niggas knew what he was about. All right, so WWE knew this not some nigga we could just release and nobody would care about no more. He is one of the GOATs in, in WWE or outside of it. So they knew what they was doing. That shit's calculated, bro. That, that everything is calculated. From self-cashing in to, 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 to roaming now. Mm-hmm. Are the bumps in the road? Yeah. But they don't listen to fucking fans. They're the same niggas who cheered got Don Santino Morella, but then say he's transphobic. <laughs> like, they don't give a shit about them niggas, man. Like, bro, this, 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 them, niggas, them niggas don't know what they want. People say that shit for retweets. That's all they do. For retweets, man. I fucking hate them niggas, man. I just... Except for them swole fans, don't, don't come beat my ass. But, like, bro, like... Like... Like, uh, any other fan who, 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 who take wrestling too seriously, man, man, like, come see me, bro. Come see me, man. All right. So, uh, then, what else? Uh, they outright, uh, what else happened on, for some goddamn reason, Lacey oh. Evans beat up Bailey and, uh, Lacey Evans and Naomi. They need something to do to... You know, eventually get Bailey her title match at Mania. Yeah, so we'll see where that goes. In between time. Yeah. But uh we'll see where that goes. But also, uh pretty much SmackDown ended with John Cena teasing he wasn't gonna be at Mania, which just led to the fiend at the end saying, Hey nigga, I'm not even gonna jump you. I just wanna fight you at Mania, my nigga, to redeem myself. Uh no words said, and John Cena accepted without saying no words, man. So straight to the point, respect. But, uh, <clears throat> but yeah, so that happened. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, but yeah, so anything else happened on SmackDown, Tyler? Oh, they. I think the 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 they are having an elimination chamber match. It's doing it's with for the, the tag, um, team tag so. Yeah, that should be a good man. match. If uh if John Morrison don't do a corkscrew three fifty nose dab on the top of that cell, man, it ain't right. Really climb to the top of it and just jump on somebody like he did that one time. I think he is. He probably do that. I'm cool with that. Sure. But uh but yeah, so that's uh and then uh the before we get to ruthless aggression docuseries, uh Alistair Black and AJ Styles is fighting on Raw tomorrow. Uh, Going to slap. So yeah. we're probably about to see probably one of the greatest matches of the year <laughs> just off that. So uh, shout out to that. Uh, Have they but, outside of WWE before? Probably I, not. Alistair Black is not. Like, no. <laughs> Alistair Black is really young. And also, like, when he started getting noticed, AJ was doing his, you know, goat status stuff. Uh, when I think she, like, because Alistair Black haven't been, like, noticed, noticed until fairly recently. Probably, like, within the last was 75 years. or anything like that? I doubt it. Let me see. Let me see. Y'all can talk about what y'all are going to talk about, but I want to make sure. Yeah. Um, uh, 
So I guess Daytrail, you, you haven't been watching the Ruthless Aggression docu- documentaries lately? We got all about it. Oh, if it happens that way. But uh, but yeah, so... The, uh, yeah, they've been pretty good. So like the first, it's been three episodes, you know, by the time you listen, it's probably, it will be four. But the first three was based on the beginning of the Ruthless Aggression era. Uh, then they highlighted on John Cena, and then the third episode was on Evolution. Uh, and then by the time you do this, the Brock Lesnar won't be out. So, uh, but overall, I really like it. Uh, you can definitely tell the uh, WWE effect to it because the certain stuff you know that you hear is like, okay, he has that WWE spin to it. So, of course, you know certain stuff. It's fluffed up a little bit. Who cares either way? But um, I'm enjoying it. The first episode was kind of whatever to me because it's like, okay, you really didn't tell me nothing I didn't know, especially because I watched Heavy in that time frame. And uh, in terms of just like stuff I didn't really learn, I didn't really get anything. But for the John Cena episode, I didn't know that nigga was about to get released. I did not know that man was about to get released. Until... I knew that one. I heard that a couple times. Uh, yeah. That they said she was on because that nigga prototype was ass. Yeah, he was like that character. Gee, I did not know that character was on TV as much. And I used to watch SmackDown all the time. Like SmackDown was my number one show actually during that time frame because I like Kurt Angle and uh, I think Benoit was. Was that it? Yeah, I also SmackDown Six era, so like a lot of them dudes, like Guerrero, Benoit, Angle, and them, I really enjoyed watching. So, and, uh, Undertaker was the champ at the time, and he was still Big Evil. So, like that was one of my favorite wrestlers. So, like they had a lot of people I enjoyed watching. I did not know he was on TV that much, and then once, then they say, you know what, G, this is getting a little stale. You, you, we're yeah. gonna feature in Debbie before uh, after Christmas. I'm like, damn. <laughs> like that had to hurt. Like that had to hurt. But um, but I really did enjoy uh the whole uh Cena's a lot um, and then just just going in on just how he said how he had to change his character once he realized who the fan base was. Like I like the type of creative control he actually did have. Um, stuff like that. Uh, the evolution was really good. It finally, we finally get, got a Triple H just didn't like, um, what was folks' name again, Tyler? Um, Jindrak uh, or something like that? Yeah, Mark Jindrak. Yeah, I didn't know that he outright didn't like him because he made Randy Orton act like Randy Orton's age at the time. Because you got to remember, Randy Orton was young as hell and still is yeah, young as hell young. compared to most wrestlers. He's like uh, 21, he was 22 He was young as hell. So... Mark Jindrak just made him act young as hell, and Triple H was like, yeah, gee, fuck this nigga. <laughs> outright, he outright kind of just said, I really don't like this guy. And said, we we rather just be us three and keep Batista around than just replace Batista outright. And just Batista, Batista the fact that Batista was he- scared that he was going to lose his job, too, was crazy, too. Your th- uh, anything you want to add, Tyler? Uh, I felt I think the the evolution episode is probably my favorite episode so far. Same, because like that was they were the the premier in the just ruthless aggression era, hands down. Like that was the.
and like showing how they they like all the behind the scenes creative stuff how joined together and everything like you know who was pulling the strings with what it's just it's cool to see like all the backstage stuff like how everything formed together yeah definitely agree um i will one thing i also did uh it was one thing i did like another thing about the evolution one was just how much control uh triple h had even then because like when like when they because i forgot that they did just initially show him prematurely then they randy and batista both got hurt but like how triple h was still in production over them which was funny as hell too like he was legit mm-hmm. over them in every way possible so like that was just mm-hmm. interesting how like triple h was already behind the scenes and that was like early 2000s so it was just saying how how much they believed them even then besides being that close to vince but be that way sometimes but yeah but uh but next week is going to be brock lesnar that's going to be an interesting one just to see if we gonna actually i'm more curious on like if brock lesnar actually going to talk because if brock if they actually get brock lesnar to go in depth on stuff it'll be interesting but i just want to hear uh the creative process of when he uh threw zach gowan down the stairs that's kind of all i really need and i'll be satisfied Yeah, but um, that's really it for wrestling this week. Um, oh yeah, we didn't say it on uh last. Oh, week. they they announced that um that Jeff Hardy's gonna be on backstage next week. Oh yeah, for so this um so that'd be interesting. Hopefully he's sober. That's all I can say in regards to that. Um, so that's something to look forward to. But uh, we'll be back next week, of course. Three from the ring. We appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at three S from the ring. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, follows and stuff are appreciated. Uh, whatever listening platform you listen to the podcast on, make sure you do uh, subscribe, like, whatever. It's all greatly appreciated. But also above all, share, 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 share. As Doctor Umar says, share, share, <laughs> share. <laughs> Share. Get on your cash app. Get on your cash app. <laughs> Donations. Donations. Gifts. Gifts. All of the above, Gifts. man. All of the above. So we need all of that, man. We want the podcast to grow. But we appreciate you guys for listening. And peace. Oh, we, we are out. We are out. We are out.